Hey, what's up? My name is Nate, and you're listening to the best podcast on the planet. It's called Life Tips. Everyday life topics with advice and tips for becoming a better you. Isn't that amazing? The reality is that nobody is perfect. There's always going to be downfall with rising, and there's something to improve upon every single day. So follow along in this episode, and I'll help you take yesterday's mistakes and master them for a new tomorrow. Let's go! If you're new to the podcast, welcome aboard. It's great to have you. If you're a current listener or faithful listener, welcome back and thanks for your continued support of the show. I really appreciate it. What's up, world? Welcome back to Life Tips Season 4. I'm your host, Nate, and the stakes are high for this season's guest list. So let's not waste any more time and continue to turn up the heat. Kalia, my friend, also known as Kay, it's so much easier to call her that, is here with me to say hi to y'all this episode. That's an Instagram plug, by the way. Uh, she's a woman of God, new podcast host, and overall amazing person for the for today's episode, which is based around the most important life tip you can ever act on. And of course, you know, we're also going to have a little bit of fun in between. So without, you know, wasting any more time, everybody say hey to Kay. Welcome her onto the podcast. Woo! Hey guys, how's it going? Uh, so... What's up? First of all, how are you doing? How's life out there in the queues in New York with all the, you know, stuff going on? And uh, are you all back to normal yet? Um, yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Back to normal? Mm, I don't think we're ever going to get back to normal. But things are being opened up more and more slowly. Um, They're increasing the number actually tomorrow from 25 to 50, but the percentage is 25% to 33%. I don't know how they get the numbers 25 to 50, but we'll go with the 50. Um, You know, we're thankful for that. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not really doing too much different than what I was doing before everything was closed. Actually, I probably would say I'm doing more rather than less because now I'm um, being I have, I'm taking a more active role in church with recording, um, being there Sundays and Wednesdays, sometimes Saturdays for leadership meeting. So yeah, it's been a pretty pretty great time for me. Sweet. By the way, y'all. <clears throat> Kay is the first guest on the show from New York, like ever, the entire throughout the entire state of New York, which is like a huge place. She's the first, you know, New Yorker we've had on the show. So, um, yeah. And I don't have an accent, New York accent. No, she 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 doesn't. But um, yeah, I can't. I will come back. I I made it last year to uh, downtown thank god last year before all this stuff went down and um i finally got to go down you know broadway see see manhattan the big screens and the stores and i cried a bit <laughs> none of that is is where i'm at i know. five hours away five out Five hours away. Wow. But yeah, that was my first taste of New York. I'd never been outside. I'd never been that far up outside of my own state before. And um, 
It was just an amazing experience. I will come back. I will visit Syracuse because one of my favorite hip hop artists came from Syracuse. Um, but yeah, shout out to you. It's Andy. Of course. (laughs) Shout out to Andy. Um, probably not going to hear this, but (laughs) so go ahead. Tell tell us a little bit about yourself. What should we know about you? And uh, then we'll get into it. Um, okay. Like in particular, I guess what my first go-to thing is, I always tell people that I am a Christian, first and foremost, as you introduce, um, been a Christian my whole life. I got really serious with my relationship with the Lord in, I believe, 2013. It was my junior year in high school, and it was a pivotal turning point in my life. Um, it was, yeah, the greatest experience that I could, you know, I've ever had. And it was a turnaround, I guess I would say the kickoff to the rest of my life. Um, I'm now a licensed minister. This August, I'll be ordained as an elder with the calling um, of the office of a pastor on my life. So I have that to look forward to. Um, 23 years old, going on 24. Living, actually, I live in Dewitt, New York, but I live in you know Central New York, and I have. A lot of siblings, a lot of nieces and nephews. I love them all. I have a vlog, hashtag Case Corner, plug there on my YouTube. Yeah, I'm a, a, a person of many different feats. Love nature, all that good stuff. So, Wow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely mention YouTube again later at, towards the end of the show. But... Um, as I was getting to know Kay, because we met through a uh, we met through a group chat that uh, that my dude put together back you know, a couple months ago before quarantine started, and we all just became friends over the last several months. And um, so, as I was getting to know Kay, I found out that she, you know, that she was, you know, a complete beast at school and I was like wait a second what you you out here with these degrees in the process of like getting more degrees I'm just like wow okay so yeah tell us about college for for a bit um how's that going how many degrees are you planning on getting and uh specifically um from a life tips and advice standpoint, uh, we, as we all know, the class of 2020 did graduate and some are still graduating in the midst of a pandemic. And, you know, for those graduating from high school, they are going off to college in August. Uh, it, it would seem that colleges are going to open back up fully and not really go back to online or at least try to. So what, you know, advice would you have for the class of 2020 high schoolers going into college for the first time, those continuing on with college, like yourself, et cetera, et cetera? Um, well, to the class of 2020 high schoolers, I would think most of them probably are, if they're going to go to college, most likely they already have their, you know, schools picked out. But what I always would tell class of 2020 and 2021 as their time is coming, definitely um, seek the Lord and what it is that he wants you to do going forward because you could be going to a school, you could be in a program, you could be getting a degree in a state location that he hasn't called you to do anything. And he hasn't called you to go to and he hasn't called you to do and if he hasn't called you to do that, I'm just telling you this now, it will not work out the way that you think it will. It will, you know, nothing will go right. And you'll think, oh, my gosh, you know, I just have the worst of luck. No, like, you, God has something for you that is perfectly 
strategically thought out and planned for each and every one of us. And that was something that I had to know and I had to learn. But even in the midst of you going to a place that you may not know, maybe you aren't supposed to go, there's always a lesson in it. Mm. Um, I know, I mean, for me, I've, I've never left, but I've seen others who have left, and I've seen, you know, the demise of that, going and doing things that God hasn't called them to go and do, and that has, you know, put me, uh, pulled me together enough to know not to do that. And for me, I graduated high school in 2014, and I was planning on going to, well, I wanted to go to this school in Rochester, New York, called Roberts Western. So Rochester is maybe about an hour and a half to two, two hours away. The reason I didn't, the ultimate reason I didn't go there was because of money. And so... Money was a major reason, but also um, uh, another major reason, because this was 2014, after the 2013 experience I had with the Lord, I wanted to make sure that I was still rooted and grounded in my faith, and that if I were to leave, I have a good, solid church and spiritual home that I could go to, and community that I could be with. And so, and while being in my senior year, I was looking up Robert Weston, I was looking up churches around the area that, you know, may fit and, you know, mesh with what I believe in and what, uh, what I wanted to do. And so I looked up one church. I looked up um, the people. And so, I don't know, it wasn't too, it wasn't too good of stuff that I found. So I was just like, wow. So I continued to pray about it. And... Obviously, community college was always an option, um, but not everyone wants to go. I know I didn't want to go at first, but my mom, the community college here, my mom worked for them, so I was able to go for free. So that was, you know, obviously, you know, most people would be like, hey, you know, free college. I wasn't one of those people, but nonetheless. That was my only option if I still wanted to be with the Lord and, you know, going to school. So I went to our community college for, well, I went there. I had a few friends from high school. I saw some mm-hmm. old friends from middle school and elementary school, you know, what have you. And it was an, a very interesting experience, to say the least. Um... Yeah, it was just really interesting. And I met a lot of great people, met some not so great people, learned new things where I was faced, actually, yeah, I was faced up with a cult. Um, and I was kind of twisted up in there, and God was giving me dreams, you know, before to not even do it. But I, you know, obviously had no idea about that, our interpretation of life just then. So I'm just like, oh, you know, there's this one school um, that I'm not going to go to because the school, had, in the dream, the school recruiter had an emblem on there. And I'm like, oh, well, that's not going to be the school that I go to because of this dream. But actually, he was showing me what was going to happen. And so that led me to really read the word for myself more. That led me to, you know, seek that myself more as opposed to just believing what everyone says reading what everyone says you know standing on what everyone says i look into the word for myself i talk to god for myself instead of just you know going with what everything and everyone else was saying so in that um god birthed the comfort circle ministry through me in august not august october of 2014, um, so just a few sh- short months after I came onto campus, I was rec- recruiting friends there, had a few friends, met my um, best friend Christian through that on campus in January 2015, and when I, I'm telling you, I think, yeah, maybe it was January 2015, I thought community college was an automatic two years. 
And I quickly found out it's not an automatic two years. It's the amount of credits that you have. And I had filled one class in January 2015 in that uh, spring semester. And I was down three credits. I, yeah, so I had to double up. I had, like, I think maybe 19 credits in one semester or more. And I think 15 in another semester. And I finally pulled out December 2016. I finished in two and a half years. And then I was going to go to another institution called Lemoyne College. That's where I thought that God was leading me to next. And then God was showing me the signs of Syracuse University. And so Syracuse University is a big school um, in Syracuse, in New York. And... I, at the time, did not believe, you know, I had what it took. I definitely didn't have the money, but I didn't have the money for Robert Wesley, and I definitely didn't have the money for Syracuse University. Syracuse University is $33,000 per semester for all the amenities. So for a year, that's $66,000 at least for one year. And I still had, what? well, I thought I had a year and a half left. Apparently, I had two and a half years left they made me do a whole extra year. So that would have been 1000 Well, I, it would have been a lot of money, a lot of money. And uh, I think, yeah, I don't even want to think about it. It, it would have been money that I didn't have. So um, I remember December 1st, 2016, no, December 2nd, 2016, I was at church one time for a noonday prayer, a session of noonday prayer that we have every Monday. Wednesday and Friday at our church, and my bishop, we were talking, and I told them, you know, about going to the morning, obviously, and so he spoke to me, and he said, so, you know, Kalia, what do you think about SU? And I was just like, no, bishop, you know, I'm going to the morning, and that's final, and, and that's, well, I think he, maybe he didn't say that, he said, what do you have planned, like, after, and so I'm going to the morning, mm-hmm. and he said, oh, really? And I said, yes. And he's like, really? And I said, yes. And he said, well, the white Lord talking to me about SU. And I said, I don't know. And he's like, well, you know, the Lord is saying that you should apply to SU. And I said, um, yeah, I don't know about that. I said, I already applied to Lemoyne. I said, that's where I'm going. And he was like, well, the Lord is saying that you should apply to SU. And I'm just like, okay. And so he's just like, okay, you know, the Lord is saying, don't worry about the money. And so when he said that, I was like, well, you know, it won't hurt to, to apply. It won't hurt to apply. Um, just to see, because one thing I learned is when it's a word from the Lord, from a credible person who hears from the Lord, and they say it more than two times, when that third time hits, it's like, all right, it doesn't matter what I see. It doesn't matter what I hear. It doesn't matter what it looks like. If God is saying that this is a specific time to walk through the story right now, then, you know, I'm going to obey the voice of the Lord. I at least learned that much. Because things are time sensitive. And I believe if I wouldn't have moved during that time, I would have missed the whole thing. So God made it where the deadline, and this is this is the thing. I also said the deadline was December 1st. I got a word from the Lord December 2nd to apply. To apply to a school where the deadline was already closed the day before. That's how you know it's God. So I applied. Um, they got my application. I called them and everything. They said, yeah, no, it's here. You know, it's fine. And the application fee was either 50 or $75. I don't remember. It was one of the two. I didn't even have that. And so I'm, you know, continuing to fill it out, though. And by this time, I, it's finals week at my community college. I'm sitting, studying for, I think, American Sign Language. I was studying for that, either that or French. But I think it was American Sign Language. And I was waiting for my partner because we had um, conversations to practice. So I was sitting waiting for them, and I was filling out the thing. And I had it all filled out. All I had to do was hit the submit button. But in order to hit the submit button, I had to pay the fee. So I'm hitting it, and, you know, it says it's not going through. It's association with the friend. 
and then they leave, and I start my phone back up, and I'm hitting the submit button. I just keep hitting it, submit, 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 and you know, I'm just keep hitting it. And then it went through and said, your application has been submitted. And I was just like, what? And so it said submitted, but it also said error. And so then I was like, I said, what? And so then, so that happened. And then I called and I said, um, did you guys get my application? And they said, yes, we did. And I was like, um, like, do I owe like a fee or anything? And they said, no, it doesn't say that you owe a fee or anything like that. And I was like, okay, great. That. So that happened. Um, I decided that I wanted to live on campus. So I had a fee waived. Um, the fee to live on campus was $500. That was the deposit that was waived through um, On Point for College. They helped out a lot. And when I went to them to talk about college, the lady distinctly told me, there's no way that you'll be able to go to the school without having a loan. And so I said, well, I don't even know if I said anything. I think I just ignored it because I know what my dad said to me and I know what he was doing. So I didn't even pay her any attention. And so I was saying that and I was praying, oh, also, during the time of 2016, God had me to fast every day for the whole year. So I did that. I believe that was a monumental part um, and the reason as to why God did all of what he did and opened the doors. And so I got that. And so long story short, I got into the program, um, graduated with a 3.0 for the semester, with a 3.0 for the average for the two and a half years that I was there. And I had no debt and no loan for a prestigious you know, university. And where they said that they wouldn't pay the full tuition, God allowed them to pay the full tuition for me. So with that being said, never say what God wants you. Never question when he tells you to move out on faith. Um, just do what he says to do. And keep it moving. Don't listen to, you know, what another sayers say. They'll always say something. They'll always have, you know, negative critiques. They'll tell you what you're doing is, you know, not smart. But as long as you hear God and it's God that's, and it's God, making sure it's God and it's not you, God, that you're trying to play his voice. Um, because we can do that too. Say, oh, God wants you to go here. And he didn't tell you to say that at all. He didn't tell you to do that at all. Make sure that it's actually him that is speaking these things. And it will unfold the plan for you. So I have my high school degree. I have my associate's degree in humanities and liberal arts. And I have my bachelor's degree in social work. And I'll be going to get my master's degree in uh, clinical social work. Also, I plan on going to do something for theology so, you know, I have the biblical degree behind being a pastor and whatnot. So. Wow. <laughs> you can never have too many degrees and certifications. Oh, Lord. <laughs> so, when we come back, we're going to talk about the next two things being, you know, God and uh, accountability. But yeah, commercial break and then we'll come back. Want to get smooth jazz like this into your podcast? YouTube has the answer. No, they're not sponsoring this, but this information is publicly available to anyone. All you have to do is hit up www.youtube.com and search for non-copyright smooth jazz with sax. Because let's be honest, nobody has time to deal with copyright lawsuits out here. So, remember, that's www.youtube.com and search. Now, let's ride this out for a bit, and then we'll return for more with Nate and his guests. 
3DS. Alright, we're back. So, God. <clears throat> Our awesome friend, God. <laughs> the Comfort Circle Ministry, Midnight Cry, God. You've heard Kay talk about it. Uh, it's clearly of big importance to her and, and me. I mean, we both love the Lord. and But her journey is just phenomenal. Just like hearing about it now, like really hearing about it and how it all came together, how the Comfort Circle ministry started while she was at school, uh, how she met her best friend, which we'll get to that in a second. But yeah, tell us more about that. Like the Comfort Circle ministry, how did, did, did God actually like, not did God actually, but of all the names he could have given you, he gave you the Comfort Circle Ministry, and then, you know, the Midnight Cry stuff started on Instagram, and so I'm just like, okay, I, I'm going to let her, I'm going to let you talk about this, because this is, this is pretty good stuff, and um, yeah. So, in 2014, um, I was graduating high school, and so before, I guess I could say before, like, actually having a rooted, you know, relationship with Christ, I was okay with, well, seeming okay with, you know, being by myself and not wanting to be with people, and if mm -hmm. you know, I didn't like people, I would just cut them off and all that stuff. But when you're really trying to have a relationship with Christ, it's not really Christ-like, and, you know, I realize that. So... I wanted to have, I wanted to have people you know, there with me who support me and all those different things. And so with that, um, my prayer really, my senior year was that God would send me friends, who, like Christian friends. My circle wasn't, you know, really Christian. You know, a few people here and there, maybe they knew about God, but you know, they weren't really fervent. So that was my prayer was Christian friends. Um, I didn't really get it in high school, but even in high school, um, what senior year, it was a transition coming. So and from kindergarten to fourth grade, I was in one elementary school. In fifth and sixth, I transferred. Transferred. Well, it ended in fourth, and we had to move to into another building, um, fifth and sixth grade. So the friends that I had from kindergarten to fourth, they some of them were there, some of them weren't. Fifth and sixth, some of them were there, some of them weren't. And then going to a new middle school in seventh and eighth, I was leaving a whole set of friends and meeting a whole new set of friends, where those friends are from ninth to 12th grade so i was entering into this whole you know new area where okay what's after college or not what's after college what's that what's after high school i'm known these these are you know the most consistent people that i've had in my life you know for my whole life since i went from school to school and so it's like okay the people that i've known the things that i've known are all here once it, you know, once I leave high school, that's all gone. So it's like, who am I? Who will I be after, you know, high school? Who will I be after I enter into this new chapter of my life? And so I was, you know, sad about that. And in 2014, both of my grandmothers actually passed away. So it was just a lot of ending and transitions. Um, during that time where it was like, okay, God, you know, what are you doing? What are you saying? Again, where do I go from here? So actually, I didn't know it until around maybe September, I think. But back in, when I was in high school, I remember I was sitting in the back of our physics class one time with my friend Harrison, and we were talking about the Lord. He was... Um, he was the, I think, the closest thing to a Christian that I had in school. 
because we we would go to church together from time to time. He would go, go, come to mind, I would go to his, and we talked about the Lord all the time. And so I remember I was talking to him, and I was saying, you know, how that I wanted to have more Christian friends. I wanted to be able to do that on a larger scale. And God had spoken to me sometime in August of that year, 2014, and he gave me the name The Comfort Circle. But I had no idea it would be, you know, what it is today or what it would be in October. And so, like I said, I encountered this cult-like group sometime in September. I was with them, and they were trying to tell me that because I was not baptized again after... Because um, I was baptized at like eight, and they were saying because I wasn't baptized again after sin and all that stuff, then I wasn't really safe. And so I told them, I said, I know for a fact that I'm safe. So, but they had the scriptures and all this stuff to, you know, contort it and twist it and all that stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, they're really good with the Bible. And I said, I got to be really good with the Bible because I want, the only reason I would have stuck with them was because they had a really good. Bible studying ethic. They had, like, it was really good. But I said, I don't want to do it this way. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I saw the Lord from myself, learning how to do all these different, well, he taught me, you know, how to study the Bible the right way, how to break it down, how to get definitions and all that stuff. And then he gave me, again, reintroduced to me the comfort circle because I said, well, there are people who want to have a community, a Christ-like community, where they can share their griefs or they can talk about these things and feel like they're heard and feel like they're a part of a community. And so I said, if they have that, then people are going to want to go to that. But if that's not the right thing, there has to be something that's created that counteracts that. That mm-hmm. is true, real, bona fide, and God sanctioned. That's a comfort circle. And so the comfort circle, comfort being the soothing of the heart, and circle mean never ending. So putting it together is the never ending soothing of the heart, being a place in the community for college students to come, talk about God you know, have a place to rest their feet, you know, after class, doing all these different things, spending time together. Um, yeah, and the first topic, I believe the first thing was life after death. As I said, you know, all the different things that was happening in 2014 at the time really was like, okay, you know, all these things have happened. So what do I do now? Where do I go now? And that was what God had given me. And remember, too, because I had prayed the prayer. I said I wanted more Christ-like friends. And he sent those people who, you know, they were Christians, but they weren't Christ-like. So we have to be really careful about the prayers that we pray and the things that we say. Because the enemy will try to contort it, and he'll try to twist it, and he'll try to, you know, give us what we think we want what we're asking for, but we're asking for the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. We need to, it was, the thing is, I needed to pray, God, help the friends around me to become more Christ-like. My friends are great, they just want it Christ-like. Help my friends around me to become more Christ-like. And then when you do send in more people, allow them to be like you. Of course, you know, we all have our, you know, claws and whatnot, but as we grow together, we become more like you together, bonding, knitting, and having good soul ties. Not negative ones, but good ones where we're actually together in peace and harmony. And, you know, again, nothing is perfect, but it's better than, you know, having mm-hmm. counterfeit mm-hmm. friendships, counterfeit relationships that the enemy has sent rather than what God has sent. Right. So... Wow. And the midnight cry, wait, and the midnight cry, um, that was to combat all that was going on with the in the world about the coronavirus. Um, that's all everyone was talking about. 
they were fearful, all these different things. So it was pretty much us. What it was a cry out in the midnight coming from X with Paul and Silas, where they worshiped at night and the chains on the prisoners became free. That is what my friend Christian and I, um, well, that, was, that was the vision that God gave me was to use the two of us to expose the things that are happening in the world, teach on the things that are happening in the world, teach on things and applying it with the Bible and making these things known to the people, opening the spiritual eyes and spiritual ears so that they can know what is actually going on in the heavenly the supernatural realm so that we can know, yes, this is what it looks like, but this is actually what's happening. So you're saying it's a virus, but it's a virus because of the things that have been happening and that have been taking place in the supernatural realm. And then, you know, the race race riots started happening with racism and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I believe even the next one would be with the LGBTQ community. I believe that would rise up. God's showing me that. And so it's like all the different things are piling up. And we see it as people. We see, oh, you know, this person's against this person, this group's against that group. But no, it's it says it. It's a war going on in the heavenly. It says to put on your full armor of God mm-hmm. and know that your battle is not against flesh and blood, but it's against principalities. It's against despots. It's a it's against you know the rulers of of this world mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. the second heaven. So we have to understand that it can look like, oh, this is a black or white thing. It can look like it's a, you know, a man or a woman thing. It can look like, you know, it's a, whatever you want to call it thing. But it's evil against good. Mm-hmm. And good mm-hmm. always wins. Light always wins over darkness. Darkness will never win. And he says it in his word. So, that is what that was about. The midnight cry, exposing those things, counteracting all the news that the enemy was trying to put out to bring fear into the people and to try to stir up mess. When, you know, God has said that, that's not so. They're reporting what they want to report, but, you know, whose report are we going to believe? The worlds are God's. Wow. Whose report are you going to believe? That's a word. Mm. So you mentioned that you don't do that alone. You have your best friend, you know, Kay with you, which, by the way, that is her accountability partner. If you didn't know, Um, it seems it seems that even in the church, you know, mentorship uh, is valued uh women tend to value mentorship more than men uh a little bit more but um you know it's important to have accountability partners in your faith walk all across the board whether you're men or whether you're a woman but uh specifically for women seeing as you know we're currently talking to a large women audience at the moment um How has that been? Just, you know, when did you meet Christian? When did you all realize you were going to become best friends? You know, what what does accountability mean to you? You know, what's the, uh, do you recommend having accountability partners for, you know, men and women, but mostly women in, you know, in the faith, all that jazz, you know? You're asking the tough questions, Nate. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No. Yeah, friendship is important. Accountability is important. Um, During one of our meetings, I think it might have been the first one that 
the campus in 2015 for the second semester, my second semester at community college. Um, we were doing the comfort circle and we were all sitting at the designated area that we sit in. And I saw this girl sitting there and you know, the Lord told me to go over there and invite her. But I didn't, I was afraid. And then she left and I was like, oh man. So I think I was supposed to you know, go over there and talk to her and invite her. And she came back, and then we were still talking, and we were just talking about Jesus. And she came over and said, hi, are you guys talking about Jesus? And I said, wow. I said, yes, we are. Soon, we were talking. That was January 2015. So, yes, I do believe, like I said, we have to move when God says move, and things are time sensitive, because if we do not, then, you know, opportunities can be missed. And so... Thankfully, the Lord spared me and my disobedience um, because it could have could have not went that way. And so, in 2015, but the thing is, we met each other in 2015. And so, she would come to the comfort. And actually, I had other people on the comfort circuit with me. It was supposed to be five of us. There were four of us. Then it went down to maybe three. Then it went down to two. Then it went down to one. And so it was all about, you know, different priorities and responsibilities that other people had. And so in 2015, I, um, well, Christian and I, we got closer through doing the comfort circle. Mm-hmm. Um, but she was a part of it. And so, yeah, so, it, well, it was me, Christian, my friend Harrison that I mentioned, and um, our other friend Ashley. It was us. And then Christian and I, we just kind of, you know, clicked. Just kind of, we saw how each other moved. It was sort of similar. And... I mean, we're we're opposites, but we're also, like, the same. Like, she can be, like, really high energetic, and I can be, like, not. We balance each other out. And, but we have the same, deep down inside, I think we have the same heart. And so that's why we get each other. Yeah. So at first, I mean, with anybody and anything, um, as I said, pre-Christ, I didn't feel the need to, you know, have to connect to anyone. I didn't feel the need to, you know, I, I didn't want to. I was okay with not, you know, connecting. But as I said, my prayer was, you know, more friends that thought, you know, more like you, you know, God in Christ. So... I invited her to church a few times. She took a while. She didn't actually come until like maybe 2016. And I think when she like officially joined was 2016, like a whole year later. And so that happened. So we started going to the same church um, along with our friend Ashley. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like maybe I guess I could say the three of us, and so the three of us were together, but for some reason, I don't know. God had Christian and I closer. Just it was kind of like we He was meshing us together, and so when we, you know, when you're just casually getting to know someone, it's like you know, it's great. But then it's like as time goes on, it's like you kind of like, you know, pinpoint things. You're like, oh, you know, I don't really know if I like that. And, you know, you kind of see the different, you know, you see the differences. And that's where true friendship and the test of true friendship comes. Even though there's things that you may not agree with or things that you may not, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess pretty much agree with. Mm-hmm. You still choose. It's a choice. You know, everything is a choice. It's not just 
oh, well, you know, we don't get along, so I'm not going to be friends with you anymore, or we disagree, or we don't see eye to eye. No, it's a choice. And if it's really something, okay, we can have a conversation about it. So just say, like, you know, if your color, your favorite color is blue and mine is orange, then it's like, okay, you know, we're not going to not be friends over that. You like blue, I like It's okay, we'll agree to disagree. But, you know, essentially when it comes down to, like, the true things, you know, about, like, you know, God and honoring God, that is what matters. Because in accountability, you need someone who is going to help you hold that, you know, standard of Christ. And so for me, I mean, I guess I could say for the both of us, we... For me, it was hard for me to be a good friend, and for her, it was hard for her to be a good friend, because we both, in our own ways, you know, have been hurt by people, and so it was not always, you know, roses and lilies, as, you know, it, it seems to be. And, you know, it never really is. It still is, again, as I said, a choice. So, as we choose... Sometimes we can see, like for me, if, you know, I've been hurt in the past or felt, you know, let down or rejected or um, abandoned, then they can reopen it. It can rehash feelings that I don't want to feel. So if a friend does that, then I have to say to my, you know, friend, I'm like, hey, so I've dealt with this, you know, in the past. When you do this, it hurts and I need you to not do that because it hurts. And if we're going to remain to be friends, you know, we need to respect each other of that. Mm-hmm. And likewise, you know, she could, you know, come to me and say that. The thing is sometimes where, you know, they may not come to you, that's where you really have to rely on the Holy Spirit. So in, in all relationships, it's just important to listen to what God is telling you because if you aren't hearing from God, you can make, you know, a, a really big mistake and just, you know, cutting people off because, oh, you know, I don't like the way they do this. I don't like the way they do that. But people do the things that they do because of the wounds that are in their soul. Mm-hmm. You know, they react the way that they do because that is the way that their soul has been morphed. And that's it's from trauma. It's due to trauma. Um, PTSD, if you will. And so people act that way because of experiences that they've had in their life. So it's kind of, yeah, I guess I can say the word ignorant, ignorant in the way of lacking knowledge. Ignorant for me to just say, oh, I'm not going to be your friend anymore because you do this. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe they're going through something too that they don't know how to express just yet. They haven't unpacked it just yet. Just because, you know, you're able to pinpoint it doesn't mean that they've pinpointed it in their life just yet. And we have to be okay with that. We have to be patient with people. We have to be okay. And I've learned that. Trust me. I'm not just saying, like, I had to learn that, like, Christian and I have been friends for five years ago, not six. Like, this is a learned, this is all from one experience. So, you know, God definitely has had to teach me. He's had to humble me. He's had to grace me. He's had to apologize a lot of times, likewise her. And it's really, you know, it's it's still a learning thing every day. It's like riding a bike. You know, each day, a new day. How you doing? You're doing good. You know, falling back and forth. So. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So, ladies, hold on to your girlfriends, hold on to your besties, best friends, et cetera, et cetera, this, that, and the fourth, because you just never know who God will bring your way, bring in your path. Same thing for the fellas, but, you know, we don't, we're... We're interesting people when it comes to friendships, but we'll talk about that another time. We're going to cut this off for one more commercial break, and then we'll come back and actually have some fun because we wasn't just going to come on here 
and you know get y'all saved and sanctified and but we want to have some fun with you all so we're just gonna take one more commercial break and then we'll come back and have a little bit of fun need a speaker for your next event one who resonates with and understands people and will provide a balanced perspective for any audience you need to call nate you can reach him at underscore orator nate on instagram the wise orator on facebook or his website at www.natejones2016.wixsite.com backslash who is nate jones now let's go finish up that episode shall we Here comes the fun part. The sun is opening up and the clouds are parting. And it's just like, yay, this perfect timing in the episode. So, Kay has a YouTube channel. Now, <clears throat> I've lost count as to how many YouTubers I've actually connected with over the years. So, when I found out Kay had a YouTube channel, I was just like, look. This just this just must be a thing. I just must love connecting with the YouTubers because they're awesome. But anyway, tell us about your YouTube channel. Like, what's it about? And you know, how long you've been doing it? When when you get started walking around with a camera, filming everything in sight? <laughs> well, I think I put my first YouTube video, per se, out two years ago, around this time, um, and started up, well, no, I think so, I started carrying around the camera, I didn't have the proper equipment to actually upload it until around December, so, but I did have a few videos, I do have a few videos um, that I posted, and that was fun. Case Corner is pretty much about, how do I explain it? It's me sharing my life in photos and videos. I love adventures, nature, as I said earlier. I love traveling, I love food, I love people and spending time with people. I love traveling. Um, so that's pretty much what it is. Case Corner is me documenting my life um, you know, throughout the various parts. I guess, yeah, I mean, it, it's not really like a motive behind it. It's really just me sharing my life. Fair enough. On a bigger scale. Fair enough. Fair enough. Makes sense. So there's that. And there's also the newest venture that Kay has been in for over two months now. Because June is pretty much over at the time of recording this. And by the time you all hear this live, it will actually be August. So a whole two months would have passed fully slash three since you know at, at the time that you guys hear this in August since Kay started her podcast and um it's good I just y'all just need to know right off the bat it's good it's the best 30 40 minutes of your life so I'm a fan I listen to it every week but um that's why we're here to talk about Oh, Lord. There goes the plug. That's why we're here to talk about it. Okay. Go ahead. I'm not going to mark it for you. Talk about it Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. So, Kate's Corner now has a new venture uh, podcast called Hashtag Talk About It Tuesday, where we talk about things and topics on Tuesday, every Tuesday. And it is... It's great. I love sharing my thoughts and ideas. Um, I mean, I did talk about it Tuesdays in video form for the Comfort Circle 
But then I said, well, well, I said slash Holy Spirit said, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. you know, let's do a podcast. And so, talk about Tuesdays now in podcast form. Because sometimes, you know, you just don't want to do a video. You, you know, you got to dress up and do different things. Maybe sometimes you just want to speak into the phone or you know, speaking to the computer, all that stuff. So, um, talk about Tuesdays now in podcast form. And it's awesome. I love being able to share with other people, engage with other people um, about, you know, the different various topics. May was friendship. Um, June, July is faith. So definitely I'm looking forward to July where I'm interviewing my bishop. So that to be fun. He's a very interesting person. Um, and so we're going to ask him all the hard-hitting questions and have fun with that. As well as, you know, me, because also I have my, you know, own share of faith. Uh, and and learning to have conversations about it. So that is what I'm looking forward to for July and August when that's yeah. Um, I haven't quite necessarily figured it out. I think it's like fun. I think I was thinking about talking about fun, like fun things to do for the summertime. Um, well, August said a big time is over, but you know, just fun things to do, fun things about me, having fun in the midst of you know the pandemic. I don't expect it to still be going on in August, but you know they're really trying to drag this thing longer than really what it has to be. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to all that God is bringing to the forefront um, in my life concerning these different topics. And I look forward to sharing it with the audience. Wow. Oh, my goodness. And, like, so, obviously, we've discussed, you know, friendship a lot. Um, but on Talk About It Tuesdays, and this is just me doing lots of impromptu promotion because I just love the show, but, um, in May, when the show first launched, friendship was the first topic that Kay decided to discuss in a four-part series for the whole month and I was just like yes I need this in my life because I'm having my own share of friendship issues with coronavirus and I'm still kind of dealing with that but um if you don't mind just you know recap what you talked about in those four episodes for the listeners I'm sure they'll benefit from hearing a a new perspective on it and If I remember correctly, didn't you blend that in with like relationships and dating as well, kind of a little bit? Or did you like? Um, Yeah, well, because friendship is just another form of, you know, it's another relationship. Mm. So break it down. Mm. It's really relationships is what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Friendship is just a category of a relationship. Ooh, so ooh, we're okay. talking about relationships, and relationships are important to talk about because if we don't talk about how to be a friend first and foremost, as I said, it's a choice, and you know, there's action behind our choices. If we don't talk about being a friend first and foremost, then it's hard to be any other be in any other relationship, whether that be a brother, sister, uh, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, mom, dad, child. It's hard to be any of those other things. And even ultimately, when we talk about God, um, it says, I believe it was John 15, um, where it says that when Jesus is talking to us, he's saying, you know, the I and the Father are one. Mm-hmm. And he's talking to us and saying that, you know, well, the last part I'm talking about is in John 15, but 
we see how you know God says that He is the Father. We are His children, and talks about that in Genesis as we come from Him, um, being made in His image and in His likeness. And I think it's awesome because we're His children. He's our Father. But in John 15, it says, you know, I don't just call you servant, but I call you friend. And I talked about it, I believe, in this week's episode. Well, in June. What was it? June something. June 23rd, I believe. June 23rd. June 23rd. Yeah. I believe it was June 23rd. Um, June 23rd's episode, I talked about it in Motherhood Matters. That's what it was called. Um, I said, it's awesome because in John 15, God goes from server, because right? that's what it is. When you pay for someone, which is because our sins were too big of a price for us to pay for it, he paid for it. We now are in servanthood to him, just like slave masters, you know, not rehashing feelings, but just like slave masters, when they bought slaves, they were servants to them, you know, slaves to them mm-hmm. because they paid the price. And so they, he paid the ultimate price for us, for our sins. And as that was happening, we become servants. We become slaves to Christ. But in John 15, well, not even in John 15, in Genesis it tells us that we're his children. Mm-hmm. So it mm-hmm. reminds me back to uh, the part of the time where the son left and he said, surely I have to go back. Even if I'm you know, a servant in my father's house, I will go back because I can't stay here. Mm-hmm. So he was willing to settle for being a servant. But the father welcomed him back with open arms as his son. Mm-hmm. And so it's servanthood, no longer servants, but sonship, mm-hmm. family. Mm-hmm. But in John 15, it skips from servant, skips over a family and son and child to friend. Because servant and slave, you don't really have a say. They do, they tell you what to do, you do it. A child, you have a little bit of a say. You know, as a parent, you say, you know, hey, can I get this? Can I get that? You know, the parent will say yes or no. But ultimately, again, you know, they tell you what to do and you do it. Mm-hmm. A friend, they tell you what to do and you do it not because you have to. There's no obligation. But it's because you want to. Mm-hmm. Because you love them. It's because you built up trust in a relationship. And so that's ultimately what, you know, the friendship series was about. Ultimately, how what friends... We love, we choose to love, we choose to have that bond. And we allow, even um, what that's not agreeing, that's iron sharpening iron in different ways. You know, if we don't get along, we have to work together to try to find a common ground. And we have to you know, really be about our father's business. That is what God calls us. And so that's the ultimate position in heaven, you know, I could say is being the father's friend. Says that he reveals secrets to his friends. And so he's telling us secrets. There's a song called Heaven Secrets by um, a group called Wilder. And so it says he loves us and saying, your love was good enough. Just, you know, just even with you just loving us, that was good enough. But you went beyond that, and you are now revealing secrets. You're sharing that love with us. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing greater than that. So. Yeah, and you, um, I also love the way that Kay broke down relationship, like the word relationship. Because, I mean, what she, what she said was just like, if I remember it correctly, um, she basically just shared, you know, that relation, 
relationships, like the relation that we have with with people. It's not always meant to be in a romantic connotation. So I just wanted to point that out that I really appreciated when, you know, she broke that down in the episode because I was just like, wow, needed to know that. <laughs> the things you don't know. But that's that's it. We are we've made it to the end. But before we go, um, what's up next? Um, where are you going in the rest of 2020? What's God having you to to do? Get ready for and uh, where can everybody find you on on the internet if they want to follow along with? near everything you've got going on. Mm, what's next? I mean, it's, it's still ministry. I'm definitely going to do my best to work more with the youth in ministry um, at church and, you know, through social media and whatnot, connect more with them because they are our future. Um, working more with them seeing where he takes me, seeing where the Lord takes me. Uh, I'm working on getting into grad school. So that is, that, that is my goal. Also getting my driver's license. That's a big goal of mine. That's another drive. We were working on those classes and then, you know, the pandemic hit. So we're, we're going to get time back. Guys are restored. So we thank him for that. And um, where you guys can find me, Kalia Scott um, on Facebook, or K says hi, two eyes on Instagram, or Case Winner KS, also on Instagram. Um, the Men That Cries on Facebook as a page, The Comfort Circles on Facebook as a page, and The Comfort Circles also on Instagram. So, yeah, those are just my different handles. Wow. Well, y'all, go follow, go follow her everywhere. Um, Case says hi, Comfort Circle, Case Corner, Kalea Scott on Facebook, everywhere. Just, just go everywhere. Well, not everywhere, because... I don't think she has Twitter. So uh, go everywhere else but Twitter. Uh, so well, the Comfort Circle is on Twitter, but I don't oh. use it. Oh, okay. Well, follow the Comfort Circle on Twitter if you are on there. But yeah, we're done. <laughs> it's been great. Thank you, Kay. Appreciate you for coming on. Thank you for having me. Not a problem. So... Yeah, episode six is next week. As always, don't forget to follow the podcast on Twitter at Life Tips Podcast. Tweet me and DM me there if you're interested. Author underscore Jen underscore person is my own Twitter. Um, continue to listen to past episodes online at anchor.fm backslash life tips. And I'll see y'all next week in episode six. Peace. Peace.